Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone. Um, welcome to the Shaviro Beach and those listening to us on iHeartRadio from all over the country and who might be listening on the, the uh, podcast that's doing quite well on iTunes and Stitcher. I really appreciate you all listening and supporting us and tweeting to at Laura Stewart, what you love about our shows, and reaching out to our guests. You keep saying you keep talking to them after the show is over. I can't ask for more than that, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And I've got, um, you know, just an amazing guest on my show today, uh, Lisa Cummings. She's delivered events over 9,000 participants in 14 countries. She's been featured in places like Harvard Business Publishing, Training Magazine, Forbes. She's the CEO of a company that I love called Lead Through Strengths. When, and, and I love some of the things she does in her spare time. Lisa, you play drums. You rescue dogs. You make artsy things with a welder. My dad, my grandfather was a welder, so I love it. Um, I want everybody to just put their hands together and welcome Lisa Cummings to my show. Thanks, Laura. It's so great to have you here. I've been a big fan of um, Strengths Finders and Leading Through Strengths for years and years and years. I had put my entire company through it when I owned Guardian Angel Computer Services, and I tried to find my strengths results um, the other day, and I couldn't find them, so I may have to just redo it. Yeah. Because I think strengths might have changed at this point. But but why leading through strengths? Why is that so important? Why did you name your company that? What drew you to what you're doing? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, to the first question, the thing about it that is so brilliant is that it's easy for you to repeat the stuff that you're good at. And it feels good to repeat the stuff that you're good at. And so many of us spend our careers trying to fix what's broken about us. And it just stinks. I mean, that feels awful. It feels like a never ending project. And so uh, once I discovered strengths based development, it was, it was over. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, it actually brings me energy to work on those things. It feels better. I get better faster. So it's just a different filter and a different lens to use uh, with the world. And it's, it's a life changing way to look at yourself and look at other people. Now, it's very different from the Myers-Briggs and all the other testing that's out there, the DISC profiles. Um, how did you personally discover StrengthsFinder? I, you know, I discovered it when I was a first-time manager. So it was many years ago, I think 99, 2000. And I was trying to not be a cruddy manager, so I started reading every book I could get my hands on. And when I got to first break all the rules, and now discover your strengths, it just resonated as one of those, of course, that's how we should see people. Of course, that's how we should develop people on our teams. And suddenly, it changed me from this manager who just wished everybody would, you know, hurry up and get up to speed or that everyone would behave like I would have behaved in their roles, that sort of thing. And instead, seeing them for who they are and, and learning how to bring out their best. And they started saying things about me like that I was patient and things that I had, would never have associated with myself in those times. And it's because I saw them. It's because I, I found the good things in them and they, they felt cared about and they felt engaged in a different way on the job. So once I saw what that did with my team, I just uh, I couldn't stop using it in life in every way possible. Is it possible for somebody to go through the assessments and use it in a business and use it incorrectly or inappropriately? 
Because you see this all the time, you know, people send people through personality testing and then they, they like, it doesn't work. Right. Uh, sure. It, it always is possible. Um, I guess when people go wrong with it, the one thing I might see is a crutch where you say, well, I'm not, a, I'm not analytical, therefore, you know, I'm not going to do that part of my job. You know, I'm not going to use a spreadsheet or I will never do math on the job or things like that where people will try to just dismiss entire chunks of their responsibility by saying, well, I don't have that in my top five talents, so it's not me, so I don't want that work any longer. That's one way it can go wrong. And another way is um, you can actually unlock the full list. There are 34 potential StrengthsFinder talents. And if you buy the premium report, you can see the list soup to nuts, top to bottom. And so one thing people will do is they want to get that report and go straight to the bottom and say, well, where am I weak? But instead of weaknesses, they're actually just lesser talents for you. They'll drain you to try to draw on those. And so that's the other one that I see once in a while is kind of a misplaced focus on the bottom of the list instead of the top. But boy, by and large, people get it and it's a really easy language to use and they use it right. And they just use it and say, wow, this gives me a whole new way to think about myself and explain myself. So most people use it right. Okay, so you just said something that is such a tweetable um, tweetable comment and I love it. It's a very perspective shifting and I, I started to lose it as I'm writing. I'm like writing everything you're saying because <laughs> I can't tweet and write. And you said that the ones at the bottom of this list, they're not weaknesses. You described them differently. So say that again because I think it's really important for my listeners out there that, you know, you get this list of, of things that you do and something's at the bottom of the list. It's not a weakness. What is it? Right. So they are lesser talents. So this is a list of talent themes and the ones at the bottom are lesser talents for you. They're all positively framed. So it's not to say you're terrible at them. It's to say that it's going to be more draining for you to call on those. It's possible for you to call on them. You just wouldn't want to spend your whole life doing that. So you want to try to get into your top talents as often as possible because they make you feel alive when you use them, whereas the lesser ones, not so much. I, I like the way you shifted that, though, because so often we look at these things and go, it's a weakness. So you, you feel you have to strengthen your weaknesses, but it's still something in your arsenal. It's just not what you should try to call on regularly. Go exactly. Know it's there. Figure out how you can use it or bring other people into your life that are stronger in that talent. It's, yeah, so much more energizing. I mean, the people who really do this and spend time saying, how can I get more of my talents in my life feel more energized in general. They feel more engaged at work. They have a greater sense of well-being. In fact, Gallup's data shows people reporting six times the engagement because they decided to focus on their strengths every day at work. So it's a really simple shift in mindset. And then the impact you get in your life is huge because it feels totally different. Okay, so what happens if you do the strength finders test? And you come up with your strengths, and there is no way for you to apply them 
in what you've chosen in your career. <laughs> yeah, you know, sometimes that is a reaction where people think, oh, no, I am 50 years old and I look like I need to change my entire life. I don't have the energy for that. And really, it's often not the case because this list of strengths finder, the talent themes in strengths finder, they're more conceptual. So let me give you an example of some of the names. They're things like harmony, includer, intellection, uh, mind, for example, strategic, maximizer, positivity, individualization, woo. They tell you how you think, how you act as, as your kind of baseline default pattern about thinking about the world. So a lot of times people feel like, oh, there's kind of a mismatch in the job, but usually those are skills mismatches. So this isn't so much the skill, this is how you go about any skill or anything you're going to apply. So what's really cool about it is it's almost never the case that somebody goes, oh my gosh, I'm such a mismatch, I can't use any of my talents during the day. Usually you can say, all right, what's the problem I'm trying to address or what's the outcome I'm trying to get to? And and then filter it through the talents and you'll come up with a whole different way of thinking about it. You can reframe it in your mind, how you're doing it. You can partner with people. You can kind of reshape the job and the way that you're going about it. So more often than not, the great news is you don't have to ditch, you know, the entire 10, 20, 30 year career history. You just come at it from a new angle and it feels like a completely different approach and really puts you in your flow more than you've been in many years. I like that, where you're saying you may need to come at it from a different angle, looking at it, and by understanding what, say, your top five strengths are, you understand your core way of thinking. That's what you're saying this is all about, which is a unique approach compared to some of the other ones. Exactly. It's just your baseline patterns of thoughts and feelings and behavior, the stuff that comes to you naturally. And when people are in the scenario you described, I get them to just focus on three to five minutes a day. It's kind of like a more of and a yes of. And I've been calling them yucks and yays, where you look at your calendar and you go, all right, in the next month, what do I look at and just go, yuck, I don't want to do it. I know I'm going to procrastinate that. I hate that activity circle those in red and think, okay, I need to get a few minutes less of that in my life. And then you look at your yays and you go, what am I really looking forward to? What fires me up? And how can I get a few more minutes a day of that kind of activity? And you start finding the trends and what those things are so you can seek them out. And literally, when you start with three to five minutes of a shift in feeling more energized, you suddenly over time start to get branded for that in the workplace and people start to know you for those things that you're really good at because you're on fire when you're doing them so then they start giving you more work like that and over time your job starts to shift in massive ways you look up in six months and your job's totally changed because you've been focusing in different places and you're getting known for what you're great at we're going to go into our first commercial break and i think that's the perfect exercise to get the live listeners on the show thinking about uh, podcast people i want you to pause right after you hear my my out music so um lisa we're going to tell everybody to do that yucks and yays exercise on your calendar take a look at your calendar look at what's going on for the next couple of weeks and write yuck or yay next to it and if you have more yucks than yays 
you're definitely going to want to be staying tuned um, after the commercial break when we talk more with Lisa Cummings, CEO of Lead Through Strength. So we are here with uh, Lisa Cummings, and we've been talking about strength finders and the work that she does with her company with helping people understand their talents and their lesser talents. We're not calling them weaknesses. We're calling them lesser talents. And, Lisa, that exercise you had us do just before where you look at your calendars and look at your yucks and your yes, I mean, how does somebody really figure out what they need to work on? I mean, I know you, you do the, the test. I've done it. I ran it with my entire company. But, you know, we, we can take our talents for granted as well, and we can just say, well, this job isn't right for me. It's easy to give up when you do these kind of tests. Take us down a road and explain how you can really make this information worthwhile. Yeah, great. I love that you are talking about making it worthwhile because sometimes people feel overwhelmed and don't take the full action. And sometimes people do it because it seems like a novelty. Oh, yes, that's interesting about me. I learned these things. And then they kind of lose steam because life gets in the way. They get really busy and they put the report away and it just becomes the exercise of doing an assessment. And I think uh, one action I would recommend is to get one in front of you. I put them on my calendar as an all-day event, one week at a time. You have five top talents. Put one on there per week or even per month and just be a spotter of it. Watch it happen on you because it takes a while to stop taking them for granted, as you were mentioning. Sometimes the stuff that comes naturally to you feels so easy to you. You think, eh, that's nothing special. I don't have any good gifts. I mean, I don't have any superpowers or anything. Anyone can do that. And what happens is you just can't tell that it's any kind of special thinking because it's so easy for you. And I think of it a lot like I when I travel to other countries, I had this experience in Bratislava, Slovakia, where I was facilitating, I needed to stop at a store to buy some supplies. And I noticed as I was pulling in that all these cars were double parked behind each other. And I'm kind of panicking, thinking, I didn't leave an hour for this exercise. So what if I go in to grab my stuff and somebody behind me wants to shop for an hour and I get blocked in because everyone was blocking everyone in and it looked totally bizarre. So getting to the office after that, I asked the guy, hey, you know, tell me about the parking here. How does that work? What happens if you get stuck? And he laughed and said, oh, well, we have a parking shortage here. And so, you know, luckily everything's flat. We all drive standards. We leave our cars in neutral and we've solved our parking problem by double parking. But then you come out of the store. You literally push that car that has blocked you in. You push it with your hands to get it out of the way. And then you drive your car out, push that one back into the front spot, and then the neck, and then everything flows. And it was a moment that related to strengths for me because I thought that's exactly what it's like. You're used to your own talent country, your own mind, your own patterns. You assume everything works easily the way it does in your world. And then you see, after exploring this, that it's not like that everywhere. And he saw the same when he, he joked around and said, oh, when I went to the U.S., I went to a Target and... I parked and the cars were parked so far apart side by side. I thought if they would just get a little crunched in closer, they could fit so many more cars. Because from his perspective, you were always trying to fix the shortage problem. And from our perspective, we were trying to prevent the door dings by being polite and spread out. And it's very much like that with your strengths and your natural talents is that 
You see your own perspective and it really takes some work and some focused effort to not take your own for granted and assume it's easy for everybody. Really then tap into them and say, I can use these for some serious good because they are different from everyone else. So it's a matter of becoming, by doing the exercise you just talked about where you each week choose to focus on one of your top talents, not necessarily um, implementing that talent, but being aware of where, how, and why that talent's coming up and seeing the effect of it. That's what you want people to look at. Exactly. And then say, okay, here, I used that talent without thinking it worked or it didn't work, or how could it work more effectively? Yeah. And all the better if they even apply it. So watching for it's great. Some people need to start there and just watch for it because they haven't paid attention to themselves that way in a long time. And then in applying it, usually you can do that at the same time. I kind of think of it like if you think of a funnel that you would put oil in a car, flip the funnel upside down and drop in your situation or your challenge or whatever you're trying to accomplish that day when you spotted your strength and you go, okay, I'm going in a meeting and um, I'm trying to enhance the collaboration that's going on in this situation. So you drop that into the small end of the filter. And if you filter it through your talents and I go, okay, now how could I use my analytical talent to get better collaboration? How could I use my individual talent, individualization talent to get more collaboration? And you start asking yourself, how could I do X through talent, insert talent, and go through your list of five, and inevitably you'll come up with one or two new ways of thinking about the situation you hadn't before. So when I look at that upside down funnel, I think as it comes out the bottom, you have all these expanded opportunities and capabilities about the way you approach the world that you hadn't thought of before. Do some of the talents combine and that's how they become even more effective. Ooh, yeah. Now you get into the really cool stuff. So there's a whole inside of us StrengthsFinder nerds. We have this concept called theme dynamics, and we talk about how they combine together to do things. Sometimes you can combine them so that one might take the edge off another one. So, for example, my maximizer talent really makes me a perfectionist and sometimes it's frustrating because I just want to tinker with stuff and perfect it before I put it out to the world. Yet if I look at others like um, Wu, I think, well, that one is me wanting to have social variety and connect people in the world. So if I don't finish my creation, I can't connect one person to the next to add value in their lives. And so I'll look at one through one lens that it might be impeding me and then add on another one where it's helping me out. Or if, um, if a dynamic you really need to amplify, you can combine a couple of them and say, for instance, positivity and communication, and you want to get a message out to the world and you really want to be influential and you want to amp up both the feeling that people get about it and picking just the right words. You could combine those two in a concerted way and get some really awesome effect from it. So there are all kinds of cool pairing things you can do to to turn it up or turn it down or amplify in new ways by combining. And that's why somebody would do some work directly with you instead of just getting the book and, and reading their profile. Right. Expand and, and use those, um, those strengths to the most advantage in their careers and in their life. Is that why, what is, 
So if somebody's working with you, right, or, or brings into their company, because um, I moderated it myself when I did it. I had done a, a course on it and brought it back into my company. But I felt like I didn't follow through on it the, the best way I could because it got kind of caught back up in the regular world. Mm-hmm. Which is of consultants and coaching and it's one of the things that you know I do similar to you except on a different focus so what's the benefit I mean how would you work with somebody to help you so that those who've read the books gain from your experience yeah it's very much like what you started to describe so most of my work is with teams or with groups in a training kind of scenario or even in speaking where I come in as the spark and then the managers go okay, I want to keep this rolling. I want to have a strengths-based team. What do I do from here? And I do anything from come in for quarterly events where I keep them going to supporting champions that they might designate to keep it rolling. Or um, sometimes then it leads to things like one-on-one coaching that you were describing. And there have been some really cool outcomes in the in the individual experience that comes, whether it's from a team or a group. So for example, one guy is a manager that I worked with who had really high ideation and high command, which meant he had all sorts of ideas and he sounded so powerful in his delivery that his team was interpreting everything that came out of his mouth as go do this now. And so there was no vetting of ideas. It just seemed like overwhelm. And so he partnered up really specifically with a guy on his team who has activator, which is kind of the person that gets it started to say, hey, at some point, help me cut my idea, my idea phase off and turn it into picking which one are we going to take action on. And then it helped the team not feel so overwhelmed. It gave them permission to not take the kind of commanding presence as a directive, but instead to say, okay, those all sound like great ideas. Now, which one are we going to do as a team and actually prioritize? So it can happen like that on a team. And I have a bunch of examples of one-on-one where a person wanted to get an outcome they weren't getting. Like, I want to have better presence. I want to be able to be crisp in my communication. And then we would get really directed at their goal and filter through their talents to make that happen, regardless of what the talents are. That's really cool. I, I like that, and I, I have so many thoughts and places I want to go with that. Lots of ideation going on in hmm. my head right now. But we're going to go to the news break, and we'll be right back with more from Lisa Cummings. I challenge everybody during this break to start thinking about what you think your top talents are. We'll be right back. Lisa Cummings, and uh, some of you have been tweeting out there. Thanks, Patricia Noll. you got some great, great tweets out there. Um, Lisa's Twitter handle is at Lisa Cummings. That's L-I-S-A-C-U-M-M-I-N-G-S. So feel free to uh, tag Lisa's Twitter handle if you're tweeting out there. Lisa, I want to take a step back because I'm hearing some, some notes from people. I can check my iPhone while I'm here. They want to know exactly what StrengthsFinders is, because we're talking about it like we know about it. Step back. What is it? How do they get to take this this um, strength test? Yeah, sure. I The StrengthsFinder is, it's like a survey. Some people call it an assessment. It's produced by Gallup, the Gallup organization, same company that you might be familiar with from things like political polling. And they have this part of their business around people development. And so this assessment 
is a survey that you take. It has 177 questions. And in those questions, when you take it, it, it essentially makes you pick this or that. Do you prefer this or that? And then it forces you to either feel strongly about the rank or less strongly, even neutral about it. And based on those questions, which they'll actually ask you the questions a few times because they're stacking it against different things so that they can take that full 34 potential sets of patterns and then decide what is your stack rank? What is your order? What's most intense for you? Because you've answered similar questions against different ones. And so uh, anyway, you go through this, this or that kind of question. And then the output, you get a couple of reports that describe you and your top five talents. And then from there, once you get the reports, it's all about, in my opinion, the first step is go in there, highlight them up, really read them carefully, even read them aloud, show them to somebody that you're close with and start asking, do you see this in me? How does this come out? And from there, it opens up the world to all those actions that we were talking about in the beginning of the show. And it's really easy to get a copy of this and, and take the assessment. And if they don't have access to somebody like you, but they do now because you're on my show, so everybody has access to you now. Um, you know, is it something that can be completely misunderstood? Well, uh, I don't think the risks are too high. So also, I guess it's good to step back and answer the question, well, how would I even get this thing? And I'd say the easiest way to get it is just go on Amazon or wherever you buy books and buy StrengthsFinder 2.0, the book, and inside of it, there's an access code to take the survey. So there's kind of part one. And then once you get it, I mean, you can always, you can do stuff wrong with anything, I suppose. Yet, really, the biggest fail in all of this is that people just get it and then put it away. You know, they have good intention and then things get busy at work and they end up forgetting about it and get distanced from it. So to me, the biggest fear is that is not that somebody will totally misuse it. It's that they won't use it. It's that they'll get excited for a day and then get busy and forget. Sort of like a commentary on life for a lot of us, right? You, you get excited about something, but you don't use the staying power. You try something, it maybe doesn't go easily. So you think, oh, this is just too difficult, I'm not going to do it. Or you can't get it from habit to way of life. That's such a deep insight. And you're making me think of things like diet and exercise and how good of a metaphor it would be for this. Where you think about things like chocolate. I'm going to stop eating chocolate. And then you don't. Or I'm going to start working out and then you do three times and then it falls off. And so this is very similar in setting an intention and getting just pieces of it that are doable for you, starting slow. That's why I like that. Start with three to five minutes a day, getting more of your yays and fewer of your yucks. Make it really simple so that you get the charge out of it. It's kind of like, oh, I lost two pounds. It's the same thing when you go, man, I spent a couple more minutes in my strengths and it felt so good. I want more of that. And just setting the intention to do it every day. Such a good, such a good insight about how it does mirror many things in life if you're not getting the compounding effect over time. Yeah, you know, I, I found myself because I'm working with a company in town called Relentless Dietetics to, to get my health 
um, better. Nobody can seem to figure out why I'm not losing weight. You know, everybody has excuses. They're saying my hormones, menopause, thyroid, this, that, the other thing. All I know is I've tried everything. It's not working. And they break things down very differently, macronutrients, right? Here's how many grams of protein. Here's how many grams of carbohydrates. Here's how many grams of fats you're going to have. Very different way of thinking. It's not about food. It's about the nutrients. Mm-hmm. Level. It's sort of like finding out what you've got these 34 talents, but they're telling me I'm only going to focus on three, right, my three macronutrients. And we're five weeks into it. I've only lost like four pounds or something like that, going up and down and up and down. And finally the other day it hits me. I need to just focus on one to change my thinking. So I am now just focused on hitting my protein goal. I'm not worrying about calorie counts. I'm not worrying about um, carbohydrates or fat. I'm just working on I have to get 97 grams of protein in a day because they're like, you're not eating enough. Your signaling isn't working. You're, you're eating, like, under 900 calories a day, and that's not good. And I'm like, but I'm not hungry. It's the same thing with the strength finders. I had to get this epiphany of I don't have the processes, those relays, those synapses clicking in the most effective way. So strength finders doing this and focusing on a couple of these talents with your idea of picking a talent a week to be aware of to try to implement looking at your yucks and yays helps create those synapses for us. Yeah, what a great parallel. I love it. You're getting some brilliant stuff going here. And it's funny, Donald Clifton, the psychologist who uh, decades ago got this process started, he suggested that you could just look at your top talent for a lifetime and explore only one. And so just really that notion of almost having a control group kind of thing where you see if I start tinkering with this one and turning this one up and turning this one down and observing it in different places in my life and applying it in different scenarios, I really get the full effect of it. I like to talk about it in terms of a week because it feels like people can explore them up front. And you could do the opposite like Donald Clifton suggested, which was just dig into one for an entire year. And for me, in suggesting the the one per week, it is intense focus for at least a period of time. And one reason I like that is because you can see, oh, this one's easy to spot in me. Or I can really tell when this one is getting fueled up. Or I can really tell when this one's getting insulted by the way I'm spending my life. I'll give you a great example of that where people kind of say, well, I don't even know. I don't, how do I know when I'm spending time in my strengths or my weaknesses? And I had an experience in my career where I was using my weaknesses and I was getting physical reactions in my body from it and didn't even know that it was coming from how I was thinking about my work. I'm sitting on the sofa one Sunday evening and my husband looked over as I take in this kind of stuttered breath and he said, well, what was that? And um, I said, oh, my Sunday night heart palpitations. And I'm trying to blow off the comment. And he said, whoa, whoa, what? And I said, yeah, my Sunday night heart palpitations. I get so amped up every Sunday night anticipating what the next week is going to be like that every Sunday I get these heart flutters. It was really affecting me physically, but I kept trying to blow it off because I'm tough and I can tough it out. And he started talking to me that night. Like, you need to quit the job. You need to 
get real with yourself. Your health's not worth risking here. And long, long night figuring out um, what would happen if I quit and what that would look like. I ended up launching a leadership development company from there. Life has been great ever since. That was a moment, though. I was using my weaknesses every day like crazy. I was totally insulting my talents, not using my best at all. It was coming out in my body physically. I had no idea it was coming from the kind of work that I was doing and how I was thinking about all of it. That's, that's really fascinating. That's how I ended up selling my tech company, by the way. Wow. I had an epiphany like you. And I realized that every single day I was avoiding doing things because I just couldn't do them anymore. It wasn't what I wanted to be doing. It was causing physical, physical issues. And I wasn't working to my strengths anymore. And I, I was living my weak, my lesser talents. And I, it wasn't fun. It was not fun anymore. It's amazing how often it happens. It, I think on the continuum of how bad it's getting you, on the, it's, it's not... It hasn't affected you too much yet. It's it's the procrastination zone. That's how you spot when you're in your weakness zone, when you're just putting that stuff off. You don't like it, but you'll do it. And then you go all the way to the other end where it's affecting you so dramatically and physically that you're not even associating it with the work until you get your wake-up call moment. And anywhere on that continuum, you can look up and start asking yourself questions because it's all about the questions about where is that coming from and what was fun for me? When did I lose touch with that? And you start to look for the trends and see, oh, the nature of the work I'm doing, uh, mo all the major activities drain me. So I either need to make a change by leaving or I didn't have to be as dramatic as I was. I could have made a change by changing the role as well. There are a lot of ways to go about it. It's that wake-up call, though, to have with yourself where you say, yeah, my talents, my top talents are getting insulted every day or they never get the opportunity to get let out, so I don't get to have the fun that life actually can bring me if I give it some concerted effort. And just a lot of people walk through life in the habit and don't step back. Love it. So we're going into our last commercial break. We'll be back with more from Lisa Cummings. So I encourage everybody, what tasks are you procrastinating at at work? And when was the last time you lost track of time at work? Two questions that will help you find your talent. We'll be back. F. Scott Fitzgerald is known for this one quote that I happened to hear on the Hallmark Channel and one of their shows for Love and Honor. Mom and I were watching it. Never confuse a single defeat with a final defeat. And, and I love that quote so much. And, and Lisa, I'd love to know your thoughts on it because it really seems to apply with so much of what we were talking about, about finding out what your, your strengths are and your lesser talents and working with them and actually making them part of who you are. Of course. You know, it makes me think of a woman that I worked with who had a defeat at work where she has this talent of input. And it's one where you're kind of, for her, it showed up like a high collaboration. She likes to gather. She's a curator. She likes to gather information from a lot of sources before getting started. And what was happening in this fast place work environment where she worked is that she was coming across like a high maintenance employee. She was really having trouble with her boss. He felt like she wasn't getting things off the ground fast enough. She was slow. She was missing deadlines. 
And it wasn't until having the language of StrengthsFinder to know, oh, that's my input. And he has no idea that once I get that stuff up front, the collaboration, the input from all of these people that I work with, if I could just have a little bit more of that up front, I'm fast on the back end. But the projects weren't getting to the back end because they were getting hooked up every time in the front. And so a lot of times StrengthsFinder gives the language to be able to get past those little failures that really can be turned around using that same thing then as a superpower just because you know how to talk about it and position it in a new way. So I love the quote and how that ties right into practical situations and how that shows up at work. Quotes are, are powerful to me because they get you thinking. And you've given us, based on the number of tweets that are going on out there, um, lots of quotes <laughs> today. So people also want to know how they reach out to you, how do they follow up with you if they want to talk to you, if they have questions about stuff you talked about on the show. Um, how do people find you? Yeah, hit me up at lisa at leadthroughstrengths.com or just leadthroughstrengths.com is the website. I'm a little slow on email because I'm in events. All I do a lot of all-day team events. So um, if you don't get a quick, quick response, that's where I am. I'm off doing StrengthsFinder events with teams. And you have other resources on your site, Lead Through Strengths. Yeah, so many. Starting to collect a really good lineup of once you know your strengths, getting other people's deep stories. I have lots of podcast episodes around strengths-based development. And then uh, in about one month, I'm launching some massive amount of resources by strengths. So, yeah, the longer you stick around, the more robust those free resources become as well. And you have a podcast, which I love. So why don't you tell people the name of the podcast and how they can find it so they can listen to you ask other people questions. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty easy because it has the same name. So the show is called Lead Through Strength. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, type that in or the name Lisa Cummings and you'll find those episodes. And uh, they're great interviews with people who are using strengths on the job in lots of different ways. So I, I have a blast doing those. I, I bet you do. And it really shows through on, on your podcast and, and stuff how much you have passion and show through on the show so far today um, and conversations we've had outside. I, I got a question for you. What is something that nobody asks you that you feel they really should and people are missing out by not asking? Ooh, such a deep one. You know, one of my favorite questions in general is what would you do with your career if you were brave. And so getting asked that or me being able to ask it is one of the deepest questions. I originally heard it from my friend Ty Osborne and it has been a game-changing question. In, in what way? That it really makes you step back and think, you know, I can take small actions. Those are palatable. Yet what would I do with my career if I were brave? It makes you think, forgetting all the money, forgetting all the big kid bills that you think you're bound to and those kind of things in life, it makes you step back and say, what would I do if I didn't have fears and worries? And it's just such a good one at getting to the heart of it if you step back and, and think about it really deeply. Okay, so now somebody asks themselves that question and they come up with something. What would be their next step? 
start I living. Mean, come up with the idea. Right. Moment, but then, oh my gosh, you need to, how do I do that? Yeah. Well, I, I'll relate it to a personal example to make it simple. One of the things I will do because I am allowing myself to feel brave is do more um, experiential activities in my speeches and my trainings related to music. So I do these things with my drumming that give people a chance to try on their strengths and have something really specific to apply it to. But I was afraid of doing that because I thought that sounds hokey or does it sound too goofy or out there for people. And then I started using it. I thought, well, I'm going to drip in one activity inside of a training class and just see what people's response will be to that. And it's led to this over time, activity by activity, a whole program called Rock Your Team's Talents, where the whole thing is centered around experiencing their talents through a musical situation. And those are the things when you let them out just a bit at a time saying, well, how could I try that on and use it like a compass, my bravery thing that I want to go to? And just what could I try out and see? It's kind of like having a comfort challenge. And then when you see, oh, people actually like it and they're more attracted to you because you're totally being you and they appreciate you more than when you were holding back. So it's it's um, finding the big thing and then stepping into it in, like with your toe dip in the water. I like that. Uh, I covered Brett Palmer's show earlier today, so I was on for an additional three hours, and I, I did it last week as well. And, you know, I my show, I pick and choose my guests, right? And I share certain kind of things, and, and I, I love my guests. But Rhett's show is three hours. It's very local-focused, and because we're coming up on our big local elections, he wanted me to do shows on politics and things like that, which I avoid. <laughs> I, I totally avoid that topic, and I had this great co-host, Stanford Erickson, on. And I said, okay, do me a favor, pick the guests. I, I Just send me their bios, pick the guests, and I'm just going to step outside my comfort zone. Because um, if I was brave, I would just do this. And I, I've had amazing guests, and one of them actually walked out of there today and said, you are really good at this. And I didn't know the man before today. I had a rear admiral on. I had politicians on. I had all these other people on there like, you are really good at this. And it made me feel that, yes, radio is uh, a passion. And it's something I love. And I want to explore it more. And I loved the energy of having to have three guests in my studio and making sure they all got to say and just asking questions that I've always wanted to ask. I don't care what anybody's thinking. I want to know. <laughs> Challenging the guy on his positions, and it was fun. So that is a really great, great question. What would you do with your career if you were brave? And it wow. lets you be sincerely you, just like you were. Yeah, and I mean, I'm live on the air. There, There's no taking back <laughs> what comes out of my mouth. Yeah, there's no rewind there. No rewind. So that was crazy. So thank you. That was an awesome question. Last thought you'd like to leave my listeners with before um, you sign off today. Simple sentence. Using your strengths at work will make you a stronger performer. Using your strengths at work will make you a stronger performer. Yeah. I like And if they haven't over the course of this show realized that they should go get a copy of... Um, Strength Finders 2.0, um, 
tell them to go do that. <laughs> yeah, grab the book, take the assessment, and even at a minimum, even if you don't have the words to use from StrengthsFinder, take a sheet of paper, put a line down the middle, and write yucks and yays at the top, and just take notes throughout the week about what felt like a, yeah, I want to do more of that, and what felt like, yuck, I can't stand it, I don't want to do it again. And even from that, you will see trends in yourself that are really life-changing if you'll act on them. And once you start acting on them, it doesn't mean you have to take action on all of them at once. Just pick one. Exactly. Get three minutes a day in your yay zone, and you're going to feel a lot better. And the compounding effect happens over time. It doesn't take long to look up three months later, six months later. That, that time blows by, and you think, yeah, I'm really liking this more. I thought I hated my job. And I actually like a lot of things about it that I was dismissing. I love that. And if... You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.